0: to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So I'm so excited for this week's episode because we're chatting with one of my favorite educators, Sam Jacobson of ID Action Consulting, and I absolutely love him, and I'm so honored that he said yes to be a guest on our show. I met him in person at the Knot Gala, and I just said, you have to be a guest, and he said yes, and here we are. So a little bit about Sam is that he has over 12 years of experience selling weddings. His company, ID Action Consulting, consulting offers uh, strategy sessions in person and online workshops. Um, he has this incredible newsletter you guys should sign up for where he gives great free advice every Tuesday. Um, his wife, Katie, also works with him and she handles the copywriting section um, of their business for websites for wedding professionals and they also have online monthly coaching calls but the reason that I love Sam so much and that he has really affected my own personal business is that he speaks our language he speaks weddings and he can teach us how to do better sales better management better um conversion rates for wedding professionals and that is exactly what i was looking for so i'm so happy he's on the show you guys are going to love him and you're definitely going to learn a lot so get ready a few things to announce before we begin Uh, we are so close to getting our goal of 20 reviews in 2020 and i would absolutely love it if you guys after the show would just swipe up and go to apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star glowing review um, and this will help new listeners find us, and I would appreciate your support. Also, don't forget to visit us at www.twgenay.com to read our latest blog post, join our newsletter, and our super fun Facebook group. All right, you guys, let's dive in, grab a cup of tea, and enjoy the show.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have an amazing guest today. Sam is on the line. Can you say hi to everybody?
1: Hi, hi. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for being our guest today. I'm so pumped to have you here. Um, I'm obsessed with Sam and all of his business advice, and you guys are going to totally love him. But before we dive in, and I gush all over the place, Sam, let's introduce yourself to everybody, tell them a little bit about you, how you got started, and more about your business.
1: Yeah, yeah, thanks. I appreciate the opportunity. So uh, my name is Sam Jacobson. I'm a business consultant. I work with Wedding Pros exclusively, and we focus on sales and marketing for your business. I've been doing this for three and a half years now as a consultant, and we have a pretty good-sized company. Uh, My wife, Katie, she works with me. She uh, does copywriting, which is kind of the written word version of the persuasiveness that's necessary to sell clients. Uh, So we work with websites, we work one-on-one with uh, coaching clients, and we also host workshops. And we have about five people on our team all together, including Katie and I who work on these things. And uh, we we work with people all over the country and different fields and different markets and different levels of success.
0: That's awesome. I love that. Cool. Well, I'm super excited for today's episode because we're talking about the The topic of proposals. And I feel like in the wedding industry, this is not talked about at all. So I'm really thrilled to bring this to you guys today. So let's dive in. Let's talk more about proposals and how they can benefit you to book more weddings. So can you explain what a proposal is for those who don't know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So proposals, super, super important part of the sales process. And one, like you said, that's often overlooked. Uh, let's, let's do this, let's start off and kind of walk through what, uh, for me, a, an ideal and optimal sales process looks like so that we can talk about where the proposal is in context. So t- typically, I like to have uh, people walk through their, uh, their, their sales cycle uh, in the following way. Uh, somebody goes to your website, fills out a form, they submit the inquiry, and you get it in your inbox you then respond to it. The goal of that inquiry response is to get them on the phone. Once you get them on the phone, you have what's called a discovery call or a consultation, and you spend whatever, 20, 30, 40 minutes doing this. And then the next thing you do after you get off the phone is you send them a proposal, which we'll dig into, and they get a chance to look over that proposal. And then you have another call where you walk through the proposal, the different options, and then try and close the deal. And that's, that's, the, that's the ideal sales process for the super majority of wedding pros. So at, as you look at this, the, the sales proposal in this context is really your pitch. Mm-hmm. And this is where you put out what it is that you want them to buy. And this is the culmination of you doing a lot of research and, uh, you know, investigating to understand what their real needs are. And and then once you do I- identify what their real needs are, this is how you, through the proposal, uh, offer a solution to th- their needs. And uh, it's something that uh, I think most people go through, but they skip through too fast. And so by By stretching this out over an inquiry response and a phone call, and then the proposal, there's a better opportunity to truly understand what it is that you need to do and also pitch your services in a way that's most effectively going to meet those
0: needs. Right. And you're not overwhelming them right from the get-go. I know you talk a lot about that, like the buyer types and not giving too much information right away. And I I love that you have this process. And I know people listening be like, well, I don't want to do that. That seems like a lot of work, but we're going to break it down. So. (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like a lot of work, but you know what else is a lot of work? A lot of work is trying to get enough people to inquire with a really crappy sales process that makes you do this over and over and over again. Uh, and, and, and then eventually you'll get the number of people uh, that you want to book, but maybe not at the rate you book. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I like this approach is, is uh, yes, it does take more time. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be upfront. It, it is. It, it's a little bit more time consuming. But here's the deal. Overall. If you look at the approach that I'm describing right now, and if you do it well and successfully, not only will you make more money, but you'll eventually close business faster, which means that you don't have to do as much work over the course of a year to try and book your 20 or 25 or 40 or however many clients that you want.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's so good. So what is the one thing that wedding photographers should stop doing right now when they are sending out proposals?
1: Oh, well, that's pretty simple. Stop sending the PDF pricing guide. That's, yeah. the, thing, that's the thing that everybody wants to do. And, 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 I, and I know why, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago, uh, you know, this was a very successful way of doing it. Uh, it was something that was easy to learn, uh, you know, over, over the course of the last even several years. Uh, people who are excellent at creating templates uh, are, are, are putting out, you know, cheap 40, 50, 60, maybe as much as a hundred dollars for, uh, you know, a template that you can take and, and put in Adobe or some other app or program and just modify and tweak and make your own. And it's, it's a great passive income for the successful pros to sell to you. But, uh, you know, it's, it's not very effective when it comes to actually booking your own clients and it's not effective for, for a few different ways, which I can get into
0: yeah yeah so no more pdfs you guys
1: no more pdfs (laughs) dump the pdfs yeah (laughs) they're i mean they're 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 a technology of the past and uh the number one reason is they don't look good on the phone okay that's that that right there is it i'm i'm okay with with a good amount of information but i don't like it Over over the phone, it's really hard to read and and also that you know the typical way to respond with the PDF early on is just an information bomb. It's too much and and usually what's easy for you is not interesting for the buyer. And right. so if you've got this PDF and this templated email and your pricing's generic and off the shelf and you just send it all of it at one time when somebody inquires, sure, it's easy for you. And you're like, yeah, I got back to that, that, that inquiry really super fast and I gave them all the information, but it's like drinking out of a fire hose and, <laughs> and you know, that's just going to come right out of the back of their head and, and, and that's not going to do anybody any good.
0: Right. So, okay. So now we know not what to do. How, how should we be sending them?
1: So the proposal itself is something that uh, can, can be sent in you know, any number of different ways. Uh, one of the things that I, that I like, if, if you've got a CRM, a customer relationship management uh, app, like a Dubsado or Tave or HoneyBook or, you know, whatever it may be, uh, you know, work within that system. If you can, there's, there's usually a proposal of sorts, uh, I really like what what 's uh, available through Dubsado, especially if you can get somebody or you have the technical skill yourself to customize it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can make a, a really beautiful proposal. in fact, one of my favorite proposals that i 've ever seen was created in dubsado so so th- those, those native CRM proposals that you can create are a really great place to start. Another good opportunity for you to send out proposals is with with a, a an unpublished web page so everybody's got a website you just design a template uh, that can be your proposal template that's not published and not searchable by by google or other search engines and you you go through and you you customize this template every time you want to send out a proposal and and you send it out that way it's uh, obviously phone friendly uh, it's, uh, you know, branded in the same way that your website is, it's got analytics to be able to track, you know, when it's opened and how long somebody looks at it and all of those things. So that's a that's a really great option. A third option to be able to send out a proposal is through a very specific proposal app. So you can get something like um, Quotient or Quiller or Proposify or Pandadoc. These are all applications that are specific for sending proposals out, not necessarily wedding proposal or photography proposals, but for you know, proposals in general. And they're really cool because you can add in things like um, a video, for instance, uh, that, that personalizes it and uh, makes the person who opens it and looks at it feel like you're creating something just you know, specific for them. Yes. So those are three different formats that you can send out the proposal.
0: I love that. Okay. So we talked about what not to do. So let's talk about what they should be doing it and how how would you make mm. a proposal
1: oh boy okay so there <laughs> there were there were 8 <laughs> there were 8 but now there's 9 key components to, to a proposal. So I'm going to walk you through them. Uh, and, uh, you know, if, if you're listening to this at home or, or, or wherever where you're editing, uh, you know, go through, this is a really important thing. So if you've got a moment, take a minute and, and grab a pen and a paper, I'm going to kind of list them out. And then I'm going to, I'm going to dig into them. So the first thing that you want to do is you want to make sure you include some sort of recap that identifies the very specific information, uh, name, you know, location, date of the wedding, things like that. So you wanna put that up at the top. The second thing you wanna do is you wanna talk about the priorities that this particular couple has. What's important to them? What did you learn about what they want? And then the third thing is you wanna make sure that you mention some of the problems that they've run into, their concerns or anxieties, things that that worry them. And and they're getting in their way of reaching those priorities, those goals that they've they've shared with you. And then you wanna present your packages. These are the solutions that you have to overcome those concerns and meet those priorities that they have. And we wanna always include three packages, not four, not two, not three plus add-ons, but three complete packages. And then we wanna include the pricing and we wanna list that out real clearly so they can see. And and we wanna create pricing and packages that are gonna be a low, middle and a high. Mm -hmm. So pricing is the fifth component. We then want to put in some social proof. We just scared them with how much things cost for wedding photography. So now we got we to gotta let them know, hey, other people paid this and, and got their photos and loved it. So we want to put in some social proof. So that's typically testimonial. Uh, you know, it c- could be, uh, you know, uh, like the list of your reviews or it could be, you know, the, the blogs or the, the publications that you've been uh, featured in. OK, so that's that's a six thing, social proof. Uh, and, and then we, we want to make sure that we're sharing some things uh, uh, about the portfolio. And so we want to include some galleries, uh, some images uh, that will that when clicked on will link through to uh, photos that match what it is that this particular couple has in mind. So hopefully it's the, the same uh, time of the year, maybe the same venue exactly or something that looks like the same venue. And, uh, you know, maybe even people that look like them, if you really want to dig deep on this, uh, if they've given you kind of the look and feel of what they want for their wedding, but you basically want to show them some galleries that are going to remind them or inspire them to see what it could be like for them to get their photos when, when you take them, right. so, so portfolio. Uh, number eight, we want to make sure that we are providing a link between uh, what you include in the packages the different features of the packages and, and what they're, they get out of it. What's the benefit of getting that? And, I'm, and we can come back to that here yeah. in just a minute because I really want to dig deep on this. This is how you really set yourself apart from uh, other photographers out there. So this eighth component is the link between the benefits and the features that you offer in your packages. And then the ninth, the last one that you need to include in your proposal is is the critical path forward. What what does it look like to actually book your services? Uh, I I would absolutely not include a contract at this point because it will overwhelm and scare them. Mm -hmm. And instead, I would just focus on letting them know very simply, hey, this is what we need to do to secure a date Uh, as far as a deposit goes, I would let them know uh, that uh, you have a phone call upcoming with them to review the proposal, which we can talk about also uh, uh, in a a few minutes about how important it is to get an opportunity to, uh, to review that proposal with them over the phone. Uh, and And then, if you you want to include in there something like if you are ready to go before we talk, just click accept or OK or you know whatever it may be and and, and we can secure your date with a deposit so th- those are the nine components
0: yeah, those are good <laughs> i 'm already like learning so much
1: <laughs> well and and here and 's the deal. Uh, uh when we go through and we think about proposals i'm not talking about either a rocket science or b something that's completely foreign to what we know works best we know that there are uh sales proposals out there that have been incredibly effective uh for you know d- dozens of years and marketing people and sales people have come up with uh you know a sales letter that before used to be something that was a direct, uh, you know, direct mail uh, sales pitch. Uh, we know that presentations uh, in, in business situations can be created in a very specific way. Uh, we know that there are uh, influence triggers uh, that that can that can be played on, like social proof, uh, like commitment and consistency, uh, like liking is another one. Authority is another one. Scarcity; these are all at play in the proposal, and so. What we're doing with this proposal sequence and, and component list that I, that I just gave you is it takes all of the things that we know in, you know, buyer psychology, decision-making theory, behavioral economics, the science of compliance, which is basically being super persuasive, uh, copywriting and, and, and conversion copywriting techniques, uh, pricing psychology, and, and it factors all of that in to give you this incredibly compelling sales pitch that not only is something that's going to affect the person that you talk to on the phone, but also all of the other decision makers who may be looking at information from you for the first time, like mm-hmm. parents or a significant other who's invested in this as well, or or maybe a BFF. So you need the sales document to uh, to really do all of the work for you. And we know through research what. Creates the best opportunity for that kind of success to happen.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So, can you go into a little bit deeper into those nine points?
1: Yeah, so here's what we're doing generally is that we are, we want to follow. Uh, a traditional copywriting strategy. And, and we do this when we do copywriting for our uh, clients who, who have us work on their websites. And we actually do copywriting for sales proposals as well because it's so, so important. And and really what we want to do is we want to follow this traditional copywriting strategy. of It's called PAS, uh, which is uh, problem, agitate, solve. Mm-hmm. And so w- what we're doing in the top part of the, Proposal is we're first letting them know that this is a proposal that's specifically for them. That's why we put their name, we put their date, we put their location. They see that we're personalizing it. We know that today's couple wants to have a personal experience. And everybody says, like, oh yeah, we're going to create this amazing experience for you. We're going to really personalize and customize it. And then what do you do? You send this lame, generic proposal that you send to everybody else. So so that that's a it's a, it's a it creates a, an oxymoron a paradox in in the mind of the buyer so we really want to center them in the beginning by letting them know hey we said that we personalize and customize the experience and and here we go right away the very first thing that you see is that this is this is customized to you and then we're going to go through and we're going to do this this problem agitate solve so we're going to remind them of what they really wanted what their goals are what the destination looks like and then we're going to tell them some of the things that got that are getting in the way. What's what's getting in the way of that? They're scared of looking uncomfortable. They, they don't want these overly posed photos. Uh, they, they don't want to spend all of their time on family portraits. They uh, they want to make sure that uh, because there, there are so many people in their wedding that they capture photos of everybody. They don't want to miss out on a moment. You know, whatever it is, we want to talk about these fears, these concerns that they have, because that heightens the need. And this is a really, really, really important point. You, you, if you want to charge more with your photography, you, you want to raise those rates, you have to increase the value that you contribute to the buyer's you know, uh, services, their experiences that they get from you. So the value has to go up if you want to charge more. To increase the value, you have to offer more. You have to do more for them. And so you've got to increase their needs, what they want from you. And those needs, what they want from you, come in the form of you solving a problem that they have. Mm-hmm. And this, this is like... You know, we, we just started watching Mad Men. Uh, I know this came out like, you know, whatever, 500 years ago in the TV <laughs> world. <laughs> but, but we're like, we're right there, you know, we're right yeah. there right now. So we're, we're at home. We're like almost all the way through season one. But it's interesting to see even 50, 60 years ago, this was the same thing. They talk about painkillers and vitamins, right? This is what, this is what admin, they, they, they've done for decades now is they either provide you a, a painkiller to, to take away a pain or a, or a vitamin to give you joy. And so you've got to include that and you've got to do it early on so they know what they're getting from you. Mm -hmm. So so we want to talk about these problems and concerns. We even want to agitate it a little bit and talk about what happens if they don't get it, just to remind them a little bit of why they need you so badly. And then you go through and you offer your solution, which are your packages. And you say, hey, I'm talking to you. These are the things you told me you wanted. These are the things that are getting in the way. And here I am with the perfect solution. And there's three options for you. So so this is the structure that you're following. And within those three options, we know that humans love choosing from options. They get overwhelmed if there are too many options in front of them. And and so we want to give them three. Most of the time, humans will choose the middle option. And, And we know this through... Decision-making theory, where we talk about, uh, you know, framing effects and anchors and decoys and you know, positioning things like this. We we know through research and and, and science that the human brain will make decisions in in predictably what you know rational ways uh, or predictably irrational ways. But we can design. our our packages and our pricing to steer people towards what we want them to choose. And so that's why we want to have those those three different options with the three different price points.
0: Right. And do you and do you teach like the philosophy where you want to lead people to the middle package and like the the first ones really has nothing in it. And then the top one has so much in it that it's so much that they're just like, oh, I can't do that. And they want to go in the middle. Basically, that's
1: that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. pretty much. Yeah, it's like the Goldilocks method is how I've described okay. it. I, I, I don't even know if that's a real thing. But it's just, the you know, the easiest way to describe no, it is the it. Goldilocks method. Yeah, it is. And, it you know, not too hot, not too cold, just right. Not too, you know, soft, not too hard, just right. You know, uh, uh, it's, you know, Goldilocks is a is a tale that that describes how humans make decisions. Mm-hmm. And this is how they you know, hundreds of years ago, uh, you know, described this this theory of, of picking from three things and choosing the one in the middle, which is what most people want. And so, uh, you know, we, what you're talking about, the technical terms for uh, having one that's that doesn't have all of the stuff that they need in it, that would be, uh, you know, a decoy package where you would put that out there specifically so that they would go, Oh, I don't want that one. Mm -hmm. And then they're, then they're left deciding between a couple of them. Um, you would also want to make sure that you would use what's called an anchor so that you can establish, uh, the, you know, the anchor or the bookends of, of what they're choosing between one that's going to be, you know, a little bit too low and one that's going to be a little bit too high. The concern with the high one, right, is that they don't think they can afford it or that they don't need all of those things. And, and the one that's, that's on the low end of the scale is really just not enough to meet all of the things that they, that they may need. And this is, where, this is where the more you can drive the problem and, and agitate that problem, the more likely you are to get them to recognize how much they really truly do need from you. And, and that's why they should choose that middle option or, or consider the higher one.
0: Yeah. I love that. So let's talk about how to get people back on the phone with you. I feel like that for me is an issue. Like I can, like I've implemented most of this method into my own proposals and like, it's been Mm -hmm. really, really successful. And Mm -hmm. I've seen my bookings really uh, just be much easier. So I just, the follow-up phone call, whenever I ask like, Hey, can we follow up in a few days and we'll go through everything? I get a lot of pushback from that, and, and how would you know what would be your advice to sort of I don't know, figure that part out?
1: Yeah, well, that you know, I gotta tell you, there are, um, there are things in the sales process that if you do them and do them well, uh, you will have huge returns on them. Uh, customizing the proposal, like we're talking about, absolutely, like you said, you're already seeing good returns on that. Another one of them is, is getting on the phone in the first place. Uh, and not just emailing off a bunch of information and and when you're on that phone call uh one of the the big things another third the third big thing that you can do is is make a request to the person that you're talking to to get back on the phone again and 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 so how do you do that so here, here it is in the the most simple way that i can explain it at the end of the call when you're talking with them, uh, you know, you wrap up with something along the lines of, wow, uh, you know, Sally, this was such a great conversation. I felt like I've learned so much of what you and Steve want out of your wedding photography. Uh, I've got a pretty good sense. I've got a few different ideas that I'm kind of kicking around and I want to take some time and put those together. Would you like to see a proposal? So you first ask permission and, you, and you're actually doing a couple of things here. You're, you're getting permission to send them something they now have the tables turned and they're asking you for something, which is good. We want them to get in the habit of asking you for things like to do your wedding photography. And, and then also we're giving them the power, the control of the conversation. So they don't feel like we're cornering them. So, so that's the first thing, we ask for permission. Would you like uh, me to send you something? They say, yes. You say, great, uh, I'd love to send that over to you. Uh, tell me a little bit more about what's going into the decision-making. Now, this is a really important question because you want to understand the criteria, who's involved, what's the time frame, what are the criteria that they're considering when they're making the decision. So you can now learn a little bit more about what goes into it. And so to your specific question of how do you get them on the phone, there will be some clue that is laid out in the answer to the second question. Tell me a little bit more about what's going on when you make the decision. They'll tell you maybe multiple people are involved. So this would be a great opportunity for you to say, you know what? I love that you've got a whole team of people behind you. Uh, You know, I know that Sally, you and I were the only ones who got a chance to talk on the phone. Why don't I do this? Why don't I send over a proposal? Everybody will get a chance to look at it. And then we can hop back on the phone again so I can go over people's questions. Either they can join us on the phone call, or maybe you can just collect all the questions that everybody has, and we can just get them all done real quickly. So that's one way to do it. Another way to do it is to let them know, especially if they're um, uh, this relator buyer type, which, which needs help walking, peop- you know, walking them through all of the different options because um, they may get overwhelmed easily or, or have, have trouble seeing uh, the, the, the next steps in order. So they need a guide to walk them through it. So that person actually wants your help mm-hmm. to go through and almost narrate what, what, the, what you put together in the proposal and how it's going to help meet their needs. So, so they're going to want that if you just offer it to them, Hey, I'd love to walk you through the different options. There's going to be a lot of stuff to go through. And I don't want you to have to connect the dots on your own. Why don't we do that together on the phone? Yeah. So that's, an, that's another, another good way. Uh, uh, to do that. Or you could just say, Hey, you know what? Um, I'm sure there's going to be some questions. Uh, You know, I I hate going back and forth with email. It's just so challenging. I also only type at 50 words a minute, but I can talk at 250 (laughs) words a minute. So So if you're busy, it's five times more efficient for us to just jump on a phone call rather than emailing back and forth. What do you say? What works best for you next Monday or Tuesday?
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, those are good.
1: Real simple, you you should also make sure that you're offering like not a yes, do you want to jump on the phone again, but when works for you, you tell them this is a good opportunity for everybody to be able to put their you know input in or ask questions, I can walk you through them. Uh, you know, I want to give you a couple of days to be able to look it over. Uh, since I'm sending it out on Friday, uh, you know, why don't we get together on Monday or Tuesday? What works better for you morning or afternoon? Yeah
0: and see what they say. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's so helpful. Mm -hmm. And you and Katie. So Katie helps to do all of this for your client, your clients or her clients. How does that work?
1: So we offer copywriting for websites uh, as, a, as a standalone product. Katie uh, uh, leads our team. We have uh, four people all together who are doing copywriting full time for us. So one of the things that we offer as an add on to our uh, full immersive conversion copywriting approach is to uh, do blog posts and also offer to outline uh, the, the sales proposal. And the things that we do in there are really the most important things. Uh, we, we talk about the messages that you should communicate and convey uh, in, in the body. We go through and help pick out the best testimonials because you shouldn't just be picking any testimonial. You know, Sam and Katie were amazing. Uh, we're so happy that they photographed our wedding. It was so great. Like, that's a lame-ass testimonial. What you, you know, what you need is you need these transformational testimonials. So we help you get those. Uh, And then and then we show you where you can put them in and we we actually come up with what your your likely biggest objections are to people buying your photography services. And then we we get those testimonials and we handpick the ones that will help you overcome and reassure uh, those objections to the to those buyers so that it's easier for them to feel comfortable going with you. And there's a few other things that we do in there, but those are those are really the basics.
0: I love that. It's so helpful. So, if you guys listening, you definitely have to contact Sam me, I and mean Katie and get on it if you want more help with that. So, you're so good at sales. Like, I have to say, like, talking to you, I'm like, oh, you know, every, you just know your stuff and you're just so calming. And I'm like, I could just pick your brain forever. But, you know, I want to help our listeners out and mm-hmm. make maybe give them a little help in sales while I have you. You know, what? Yes, please. Yeah. So, like, why is sales so hard for some people and so easy for others? Like, do you, um, guys, like, do you have any got- reason? <laughs>
1: I do. I do. I really do. Now, this is this is really good stuff. So I can't give away all the secrets, but you'll have me back on the podcast when I get this all done. I'm actually going through, uh, uh, you know, this really big idea that I've been developing over uh, the last six months or so. And and I'm pretty, pretty close to finalizing it. So this is perfect timing. Uh, Here's the deal is that there are many different people who get into the wedding world. Almost none of them were meant to be salespeople. People who are in photography specifically, they don't like selling stuff. That's why they have a camera. You guys like art. You like the technical work of it. Um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a contribution, a service that you provide to your clients. And sales is just this, this really annoying thing <laughs> that you have to do. Otherwise, you're just a hobby photographer. Right. And and so so first of all, uh, you know, people who get into the wedding world in general and in photography specifically are, are not really that interested in, in doing sales work. And, and so that's that's one of the fundamental things. Here's the other thing is that there are so many different components that go into a successful sales program that it's really hard to identify what most people are not good at. So when you say like sales is hard or most people aren't very good at it, uh, it's because there are really four key things that have to be done. So number one, you've got to have an absolutely stellar website and, and the website should be more than just a, a homepage that acts like a table of contents, your about page, which talks about how many cats you have and what kind of wine you like and where you like to travel. That's not your about page, although you could do that. It won't be very effective. And then your portfolio and a contact page. That's pretty typical of a photographer or maybe some, you know, uh, uh, moderately helpful experience page. Um, You know, those are typically the things that are on the website, but that's not really helping. So that's that's hurting the sales process. So that's the first thing you've got to do well. Second thing you've got to do well is you've got to have an incredible message that connects with your buyers and differentiates you from your comp set. So this is your, your, your brand communication strategy. This is what's so hard is that this is usually done by a marketing team mm-hmm. and you don't have one. So you don't, you don't know what to say to people. You don't know what to say to your buyers. That's gonna trigger them in a good way. And you don't know how to say it in a way that's gonna make you stand out from all the other wedding photographers that are there. So, so you're already off you know, to, to this double whammy of your website's not really helping you sell anything because it's just like a match.com profile. And, and you're, you don't know what you're supposed to say to people when you email or when you talk to them on the phone. So you're at this advantage that really causes problems for people in the wedding industry and and a lot of photographers is that the sales process is not aligned with what the buyer wants to experience when they inquire. There are certain things that we know that buyers want and and really you've got to find a way to create a sales process that, that provides the right information at the right time and in the right way. And most sales processes that are out there in the wedding world, don't do those three things, the right info at the right time and in the right way. And then the fourth thing that makes it really challenging for people to be successful at sales is that they don't have the sales skills to deliver the experience that the process needs you to create for your buyers. So these are the actual sales skills that you've got to learn how to uh, write an email that's going to get somebody on the phone, how to conduct a discovery call that's going to help people discover what they need, that, that you, you need to use the, the silver tongue of uh, you know, how to get them to actually want to get back on the phone with you or to write a great sales proposal or to overcome the objections in, in a way that makes them feel comfortable and confident in choosing you as, as their photographer over somebody else, these are skills that you have to learn just like you have to learn how to shoot in the dark or to prompt people to look and feel natural or to style something at a wedding. These are sales skills that are learned. Not, not, you're not born with them. You actually learn them. So those are the four things, website, brand communication strategy, sales process and sales skills. You can't do one, two or three. You have to do all four really well if you want to be successful.
0: Yeah, no, I, I feel like last year for me, and this is how I found you, I took your course online about the four types, and that whole uh, online workshop. I was like, oh, my gosh, I because for me, I just wanted to really put my um, dollar, my educational dollars into sales because mm-hmm. I had never, you know, I'm doing this 10 years and I've never taken any courses like this or never. There was nothing really specific for me mm-hmm. as a wedding photographer until I found you. And I was like, oh, this guy. Totally gets it. Like he's speaking my language and it's much easier for me. So I love that whatever you're working on or teasing us, it's coming out soon and you'll definitely have to come back on. Uh, to talk about that. <laughs>
1: I I will. I will. It it's yeah, it's yeah. Re- it's really good stuff. I I wish I could oh, share I more, wait. but it'll be it'll be coming to you soon. That's
0: Oh, sure. I love yeah, that's awesome. Well, you actually have workshops, right? You guys started in-person workshops uh last year, right? We
1: do yeah, we do. We do we do workshops. We uh we do uh very small 12 person, uh 15 person max uh, uh sales workshops. They're 3 days. Uh, We focus on uh, really giving this immersive experience where you really great information and you get some time to let it sink in and actually apply it to your particular, uh, you know, a a business. You know, knowing that, like I just talked about, there are these, these components, this, you know, the website, the brand communication strategy, the sales process, and also the sales skills, we've created a workshop that addresses all of them. And so uh, one of the things that we do is we provide a a full 300 point website evaluation for every workshop attendee. So you can have a list of things that you need to do to make your site more persuasive and compelling to get people to inquire. And then we walk through the basics, the fundamentals of how to create a communication strategy where you can apply that uh, throughout the sales process and then we spend about a day or so working through how to set up a, a sales process that's going to work best for you. And then we spend the rest of the time going through and helping you develop the, the skills that are necessary to actually execute the sales process that, that we're helping you put in place. So it's a, it's a pretty cool uh, Three-day, three and a half-day workshop. Uh, Katie, my wife and I, uh, uh, we do the teaching. Uh, she actually has more more sales experience than I do. She sold uh, for four seasons as a director of catering for almost 14 years, and she uh, was with uh, uh, other venues and catering companies for eight years before that. So, between the two of us, we have over 30 years and have sold over 30 million dollars in, in in wedding services. So, you're you're getting some some experts in the field and. Um, it's a it's a really great intimate experience where one-on-one time that's going to help them get better.
0: I love that. Yeah, you guys definitely know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you. That's awesome. Well, this has been so great, Sam. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope uh, everyone listening picked up a lot of good tips. Um, Sam, let's tell everybody how they can find out more about you online, find out about your workshops and everything that's happening and say hello on Instagram. Sure. I
1: appreciate that. So uh, uh, ID Action Consulting is the name of our company. It's I-D-E-A-C-T-I-O-N. So idea and action put together with one A. Uh, we, we, are, we are all over. We put out a ton of content, and I think you can attest to this. Uh, we, we do a weekly, which you should absolutely sign up for. I provide super tactical uh, advice every Tuesday morning. You can find that on our website or go to idactionconsultingcom slash free advice to get that in your inbox. Uh, almost 3,000 people every Tuesday get that. Uh, if you're not getting it, I can tr- trust me, your competitor is getting it and they're getting better. So so start with that. Uh, go to Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. We do a post a day. We offer little tidbits that are deep dives into the blog post that comes out that week. I also do a fun little morning show uh, every Monday through around 7.30, 7.45 uh, Pacific time, where we spend about 10 or 20 minutes going through some topic uh, in a fun and, you know, I I think we're at least pretty fun people uh, and casual way. (laughs) And then uh, we we do work one-on-one website reviews, uh, sales process reviews. I do long-term sales coaching. Uh, We do little, you know, two-hour strategy sessions that we can do over the phone. I do online courses, and we also have the workshop. So a whole slew of services. Uh, you know, we know that you've got problems with your, uh, your, your sales uh, process or your sales skills or maybe your website. The point is, you don't need to know what's wrong. You just come to us, we'll tell you what's wrong, and then we'll figure out what we need to do to, to get it better, to get it right, and to get you back on track.
0: Yeah. No, you guys are awesome. And yeah, I do. I'm like nodding my head to everything. Yes. I get the newsletter. Yes. I watch your show. Yes. I've taken your courses. Yes. So I'm, you know, I'm like a big, I'm a big fan and I I know that it works and that's why I'm so happy to have you here um, introducing you to the Tea community. So you guys are going to love it. And thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Can't wait to have you back on the show. Yeah, Thanks again.
1: Appreciate your time.
0: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the To our guests thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your tips and tricks and invaluable advice we love you guys be sure to check out all their links and information in the show notes you can find out more about them and their services and give them a shout out online and on instagram if you're listening take a screenshot share it with your um in your instagram stories tag at janae Kirshner, and i'll share it in line can't wait to hear from you guys soon and share our next of tea together. Bye.